Welcome to Talking Again Podcast. This is The Tap. I am your host, Fidel Avendano. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast with stories from fascinating people, some of them my closest friends and family. I hope you enjoy the show. Now let's tap into it. If I could, if I could do karaoke, I, I can think of it. Though, Morrissey Oki. Morrissey Oki. Which you haven't, we haven't gone. I know, dude. I'm, I'm so terrible. Well, we can't now. Yeah, no, yeah. but... Yeah, thanks even to then. the coronavirus. Yeah. Well, this could be COVID nineteen episode two. Yeah. Season. What is this? What What year is this for you doing the podcast? This would be my second year of podcasting. Yeah. But is this with Tap though? No. Okay. The Tap would be the first year. I'm I'm six months in. Okay. So this would be uh, season one, uh, depending on how many episodes. So episode. COVID-19 shot two. There you something go. Like, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, during during the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, my God. This pandemic. this nutcase decided to come out here and yeah. brave the brave the brave the pandemic and yeah. come out and join a friend. And the nutcase that he's talking about is Paul Guzman, my friend Paul Guzman. Thank you very much for coming. Yep. Uh, we are not pa- practicing the social distancing today. Nope. But this is fair enough. Yeah, I, I mean, think so. That works. Yeah. Pretty close, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, the good thing is that we do have alcohol. Yep. And that kind of helps a little bit, I think. Cheers. Even though, cheers, salute. Even though some people might say that uh, it brings down your immune system, it makes me stronger. Mm. I would agree. Got get that tiger blood in you. That's right. Not King Tiger or Tiger King. We're that that Netflix episode that everybody's talking about. Right? Is it Tiger King? King Tiger? King Tiger? I yeah. don't know. Something like that. Right. I'm only throwing that in there for the hashtag, so I can use it on the keyword <laughs> <laughs> and get more views. There you go. So, Paul, again, thank you again for coming on. No worries. Um. Uh. Yeah, dude. Well, since we we kind of talked about it right now, um, that uh, coronavirus thing. I had two episodes already talking about it, and I don't really want to. I wanted to get away from it, but it's kind of hard to not, right? You know, right. talk about it. The elephant in the room, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, how have you been dealing with it? How have you? How are you adjusting to it? Well, um, it, it it really is quite surreal. Um, in that, um, I'm usually a homebody, you know, unless it's doing something, um, but. Uh, I've been working from home uh, strictly now since Tuesday, but prior to that, I was working at least twice a week. So I was used to that, and I kind of enjoy that. It gives me a sense of freedom mm-hmm. um, in being at home. Um, so you were do, you were working twice a week from home even before all this? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, How long yeah. were you doing that for? Uh, I've been doing um, my current role... Um, I've been doing that for three years, but I've been working from home since about, I would say, um, August of last year, uh, September or August of last year. Is there any reason why it just be like cutting costs around the office or, um, I, um, I wanted the opportunity. Well, there were, uh, certain, uh, lines of business, uh, within our, um, with where I work yeah. that get the opportunity to work from home. Okay. So I had asked around and, you know, I, uh, they said based on my performance and based on my tenure with the company, they, they believe that I'm, I'm one that they can rely on, you know, who won't take advantage yeah. of not being, uh, from working from home. So, uh, they, they gave me the opportunity to work from home, which I greatly appreciate, yeah. you know, the, the fact that the company, um, 
you know, trust me, you know, my credibility uh, within the office means a lot to me. So I built up that, that credibility. It's yeah. kind of, it's kind of what I do. I don't, I don't kind of mess around. Sometimes I'm always thought of as this kind of hard ass, yeah. you know, but I think that for me, you know, yeah, I like to have fun at work, but I like to get the job done. Right. And, um, if I can have the flexibility of being able to work from home, why not? Yeah. And so right now our office is going through that right now where they're getting uh, laptops for the rest of the office so that they mm-hmm. can work from home. How, um, now, you know, working from home for you, the the adjustment since August, uh, how has it been for you? Like at first, when you first started to now, like obviously you've you can say you've probably perfected working from home, but at first, was it hard? A struggle? I still have issues when um, our customers ask uh, questions uh, about a certain um, service or uh, product, and. I don't know the answer to. Uh, so I go to my inner office instant message yeah. and they're not, uh, the leadership team is not there to quickly as answer as, as I would like them yeah. um, to be. But thankfully there is, uh, there is someone, you know, there are uh, team members there who I can reach out to and ask them a question. So they're, they're really quick to, to respond, yeah. but that's the only downside to it. Um, other than that, um, the honestly the great thing is just being able to uh wake up um uh, brush my teeth and get ready to go I, I i was listening to the news um actually on the way over here uh about how people are uh i, I think it's either the fashion industry or what that they're taking pictures from home in their kind of like their work from home outfit yeah so uh if i had social media <laughs> i guess maybe that would be the thing you know sweats and a sweater and a hat, you yeah. know, and, and I'm ready to work. You know, there's yeah. no need to dress up in a, a collared T-shirt or khakis or anything like that. So yeah. uh, get to save money on gas. Food. Uh, right? Food. Well, still got to eat at home. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's but for like... the most part, yeah, I'm, I'm not eating in the cafeteria. Um, but I, I do miss some of my coworkers, I have to admit. Um, um, but other than that, um, I'm, I'm good. Do you see... Or that that there, this might be the start of a new trend, maybe. Like now, a lot of people are gonna start working from home. Uh, like you just mentioned, they're getting laptops at your work. I know my wife; they they they've already supplied them with laptops for some of them. Uh, some of these kids are are all have laptops or or, or notebooks or whatever. Uh, what is it called? Uh, tablets that they're mm-hmm. working from now. Do you see a trend, or do you see this could be trending into something new? As a matter of fact, you know, before before you know this whole self self isolation um uh took action i was uh actually using this as a platform uh the work from home as a platform to get more people to come into our office into our line of business Mm -hmm. um even when i had applied for another role uh within my company uh, especially in management uh that's something that i was gonna bring um to the forefront um and have that flexibility um, I'm sure that for myself as a single person, it, it's, I, I think it's, it's a, it's a luxury, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I think that it benefits a parent, you know, who has children, maybe they can work from home, you know, set that up, make it a little easier. So I, I see it obviously as a selling point going forward to have that flexibility, yeah. give it, offer it, you know, you don't have to work from home. Yeah. But make it an opportunity. Uh, if you choose to uh, work from home, you get that opportunity. Yeah. I think that would be uh, a, a great um, 
a great uh, selling point. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work for all lines of business, definitely. Um, doesn't work like in the retail world. Uh, right. I, I don't know about you, but I like to try on my clothes. Mm-hmm. I, I like the brick and mortar. I like walking into a place, um, which is kind of interesting because now with all these res- with the restrictions and the closures, uh, you know, it's going to be great getting back into the public, uh, you know, um, public space again and being able to 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 go to a store and try on something. It, I, I really would see uh, the appreciation of being able to do that again. Yeah. You know, you mentioned uh, some like uh, parents, right? Them having, uh, preferring their kids at home. <laughs> I think after this week or two that I've, I've seen some of the posts, some of the memes, I don't think parents want these kids. They don't think they want them out tomorrow. Like <laughs> go, go back to school. You know what I mean? Because it's a, it's going to take some time to adjust for the parents. I mean, there a lot of them are working from home now. They're having to work from home, but also care for their children, right? And make sure that they're on top of their academics because my kid has a full on schedule, right? From I think it's like from nine to six or something like that. He's mm-hmm. got a full on schedule, and then it it even has the other suggested schedule, which is after school, like when you should be eating your your dinner, uh, after dinner, what you should be doing, going to bed at this time, and if you want to sleep a little later, okay, but no TV, no electronics, you know, right? Like. You know, you, so you have to try to, you're trying to follow that guideline mm-hmm. of the kids, but not only that, yourself, right. your your school, it, it's it's tough. We have a one-year-old, so for my wife, it's really hard for her right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Lily, right, so she's, she's uh, trying to adjust to everything, and, it, and it's difficult, you know, I so I'm, hyper, I'm helping out as much as I can, more than I have ever helped out, right. which I think for me, it, it makes me feel really good to see that she's not stressing out so much right. when I'm able to help out. Right. So... And that and and that again goes to the the single perspective, right? right? I don't I don't see it from a marriage couple perspective and their kids, so I I would have to agree. And by by uh, uh, my hands down to you mm. for managing two jobs. It is it, you're you're managing your work mm. and then you're managing your your children. So family life is definitely in itself is yeah. a, is a job. So shout out to all my cousins who are doing that as well and, and their families. And that's just an amazing work that you guys all do. So. I think in the end, the kids will appreciate it as we get through these times. And it's just building a bond that uh, I think harkens back to World War II. You know, they, they say that that was the greatest generation yeah. that had to really make sacrifices. Yeah. So uh, this is a whole different dynamic in this generation, that's for sure. Well, this is we've never experienced anything like this. We've had um, we've had viruses. We've had those scares. We've had but never anything like this. I don't think I don't remember the last time you may know you're you're. You're a 70s baby, so you, you've lived a little bit longer in this earth than I have, but I don't remember ever having to uh, be quarantined, you know? No, quarantine is definitely... Um, and not that we are. I, I know people throw that around a lot, but right. I don't really think we're quarantined. Right, right, right. That, that's, it's yet to come, and I think it will come. The, right. the two-week mandatory, don't leave your house right. unless you're going to get supplies you know, right. or essentials, right. how they say. But um, The only thing that I can really uh, think about that had a greater impact, um, but of course didn't. Well, there was no quarantine, but had the the greater scare uh, was the AIDS epidemic when that first came. Yeah, out. we were just talking about that, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Do you remember how old were you when that happened? When I was nineteen, uh, twenty. 21 because i remember oh, they said 1920 i'm like wait i got my notes wrong no when i was 19 years old 2021 20, mm-hmm. okay. so it was around um 89 90 all right uh, so uh i think it was late 90 uh, excuse me late 80s definitely going into the 90s 
um, you know, there was that concern. Um, of course, the discussion was it was in the uh, predominantly gay community, but you never knew back then, you know. Um, so uh, there was that opportunity if you if you had uh, any kind of relationship with with uh, with a woman, you know, you didn't know who their partner was and things of that nature. So you were just kind of rolling the dice. Yeah. And so uh, believe me, when I took that first test and it took a week to find out if I was negative or positive and to find out that I was uh, negative. I mean, oh, my God, I yeah. can remember yeah. not sleeping the night before, mm-hmm. you know, realizing that that was out there. But that's the only real type of um, uh, the only time that I really see that it, mm. it kind of harkens to this. Of course, it didn't isolate anybody. But there's um, definitely some kind of scare, which we'll, what right, we see now, right? Right, right. And then it also, you know, it also uh, made headlines as well in the sports community when Magic Johnson had right. HIV, right? Mm-hmm. And then players didn't want to play with him because of the blood and sweat. And, you know, there was just that confusion of how can you get it? Mm-hmm. And so, and now that this is, uh, happening and it has impacted all sports. Um, it kind of goes back to the surrealism of, you know, I can get by staying at home, no problem. But since it has impacted my ability for entertainment, especially sports entertainment, yeah. now I'm going kind of like I'm going a little stir crazy. Yeah, you know? I'm like I can only watch so many Netflix shows, so many and, podcasts, and, and you YouTube watch, right? and stuff. But um, it is just like, God, I gotta get myself out there and, yeah. you know, kind of do something and, 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 you know, walk around my, my neighborhood or, or, or something, but just get active. And I think that's a real, uh, I, I think that's a positive thing, mm-hmm. you know, now it's getting me off my butt to do something yeah. and be yeah. active. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a, they say that like it takes two weeks to create a habit. So if, if it is, if, if this is going to be longer than two weeks, which is probably going to be longer right. than two weeks we're going to create these habits, which is a good thing, right? Right. Of less electronics, maybe. Well, for some, there's some people that all they're doing right now is like, hey, I get to stay home and watch as much as I can. But right. eventually it's going to run out. Right. Especially when there's no one out there producing any new things, new content. Right. Except for podcasters. Right. they're still doing it. But um, uh, yeah, there, there may be a new pattern, a new uh, a new different uh, way of, of living, you know, and the, and the quarantine life. And it's interesting that uh, you bring that up too because um, – I, I truly do believe in the idea of, you know, social media has, in my opinion, eliminated being social. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you you get the you get your phone, you go on there and you're just stuck to the Instabook or whatever it is, you know, and, and so you forget how to interact with others. Yeah. Um, you know, I have family members, kids who really are kind of, it seems antisocial and they're very awkward when they're trying to talk in front to people. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, when we grew up, even you, I mean, I might have, uh, I may have uh, grown up in the seventies, but you know, you didn't grow up. I mean, you didn't have social media when you grew up, you know, you had to be forced to talk to people. I can remember my dad always telling me to go talk to my aunt or go and talk to my uncle. Mm -hmm. I may have kind of pushed back a little bit of it, but you know, um, I, I really do appreciate that. Well, I've always said like, my son's never going to know what it is to just go in your room, get the ball that you have right there, just throw it up in the air and just stare at the ball while you catch it for 45 minutes or stare at a wall. For 45 minutes. Right. I mean, without being punished. Right. Just because you're like, well, I already played outside. There's nothing. I mean, 
there's so much TV you could watch. Wrestling was over, so I'm not watching that on a Saturday right. afternoon. It's done. And you just sit there and just throw the ball. Right. You don't never know that. And 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 and, and it, it helps incite um, uh, creativity. I think like mm-hmm. growing up as a child, you know, uh, in the '70s, you know, Star Wars was a big impact on my life. Um, and so having those figures and being creative, you know, creating my own stories, creating my own kind of own worlds through this one movie, I mean, had such a big impact. And so it was always just a fun thing. I couldn't wait to go home to play with these toys mm-hmm. or from a sports perspective. Um, you know, I love all sports, but my primary sport is baseball. Yeah. So I would just take the tennis ball, take my glove, take my hat go out to the backyard and just throw the ball against the wall. Yeah. But I would have a game, mm-hmm. you know, I would do a full nine innings, you yeah. know, a visitor at home. Yeah. Um, and so it was, it was just one, just a way to uh, be, be active, be creative. I mean, my friends, when I lived in Rosemead, we lived in a cul-de-sac. So we had the ability to play, uh, you know, during the summer after, after we did our homework, so we would play baseball, football uh, until the sun goes down. Yeah. And even we play in the dark because we had the streetlights. Right, right. You know, and so those those things, uh, those times were amazing. We'd play uh, hide and go seek at night, you mm-hmm. know, and it just the freedom of not being, you know, hey, where are these kids or what's going on? Yeah. It, it, there was uh, definitely a different time. Definitely. A different there, time. The, yeah, for sure. I mean, there was, there was no, we didn't have fear because I remember all that stuff too. Uh, we didn't have that fear that, that there is not, or our parents, I should say, didn't have the fear that we have as parents with our kids out there. Like we just wouldn't, I would never, I would never allow it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but going back to that, like, I know that it's our job right now as, as parents, uh, as parents in this new way of living of social media. Cause it's one thing when you parented during the time without social media and then parenting with social media, not you, you that's your struggle. That's your verses. That's your, uh, you know, that's the antagonist in the story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so now that's our battle. And sometimes I feel like it's an uphill battle, but um, I definitely we literally have to be the, the, we have to be the bad guys and take away that stuff and go, right. Oh, you're going out there and you're going to play. Mm-hmm. But guess what? It's not just going out there and play. No, that means you put yourself in that spot too. Right. And you got to go out there and play. Now I took Vincent out to run the ladder drill, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he didn't want to do it. The only way I can get him to do it was he had to compete against me. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Now he wants to do it all the time. Right. It's gone there. So now, hey, hey, two birds, one stone. I'm going to work out now. Right. And he's going to get in shape, you know, but well, get out there and start doing some other stuff. But um, it, 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 it's it's challenging, yeah. if anything, right? It's just challenging, but it's something that we have to adjust just like this right here. You right. Know? It's adjustments that we have to make and and uh, it ain't going anywhere like the like, Oh, I'm sorry. Hopefully the COVID does go away. Right. But the electronics and as far as the social media, it's not going to go anywhere. Oh, no. It's, it's going to get it's worse. Better. It's, it's going to get you know, it's bigger. Gonna, whatever they can put in your hands that's easier, faster, more convenient, it's, it's just it's going to happen. It's right. just a progression of time, right? right. It's, it's been going on. But uh, for you, though, without social media, and that was one of my notes because you crossed out a couple of things already mm-hmm. that we're going to get back to. So. No, no social media, man. How, why was it? Cause I know you had it at one time. You had something. Um, if, if you remember, uh, um, I know it's probably a bit ago. The MySpace? Uh, the Google plus. The Google plus. Google plus. So if you they, can, if you still have it. Yep. Yeah. Google Are you plus. still on Google plus? No, well, no, they closed it. Oh, so. okay. I was saying, yeah, I that. so that was the only social media that yeah. I had. Uh, but the reason behind not having it, um, 
I don't want to seem like some type of hypocrite, but meaning I don't have social media where I'm not on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that. Um, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, none of that. Yeah. Um, because I just, uh, for me, uh, I want to, I want to get my information or stay in close contact with the friends that I've known and loved and family that mm. I know and love. They know, they, they know how to get to get a hold of me. My phone number hasn't changed since 19, uh, I would say before I, like when I was living in Fontana, which was around 92. Damn. So I, my phone number had changed when I was moving, when I was going to move out to Westwood. Mm -hmm. And so I needed a 310 area code. And so that's when I changed my phone number to the current number that I have. And it's never changed. No. So I believe that for me personally, and this may be for selfish reasons, but I believe that if someone wants to get a hold of me, um, they can text me. Yeah. You know, I mean, and and it, and it's becoming more and more people prefer texting to calling. And it's funny how if you see a voicemail, it's like, whoa, it's got to be something <laughs> serious. If there's yeah. a voicemail, right. you know, they could have yeah. just sent a text. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you know, I figured, you know what, if if they were important, uh, if it was important. People knew how to get a hold of me. Mm -hmm. If they wanted to share someone's birthday or something of that nature, it would be just through my phone. Give me a call, send me a text message. Same thing. If I'm going to reach out and, and wish someone a happy birthday, uh, if they haven't changed their phone number, I'll send them a, a, a birthday text. Wish them a happy Father's Day. Yeah. You know, send them a text. Mm -hmm. You know, it, 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 For me, that was my social media. If I went on a trip or anything like that, I would send them pictures here. Here's my picture directly to you because you mean that much to me. Yeah. This is a direct message to you. Mm -hmm. um, so that was my feeling behind it. It was not getting caught up in my space, not get getting caught up in Facebook. Um, but not, not have, not ever having it or registering for it or whatever. Um, what made you just know that this is where it's going to, cause there's some people that have let it consume them. Right. right? Cause we don't, there's, you know, there's a time when we used to consume products, now co product consume us. Right. What, what did you see this coming to, like coming ahead of time? Like, did you know what was going to happen or did, or what was your turnoff to, you know what it was? It was a, it was at a, it was at a gathering actually. And I remember I was talking to, uh, friends and they were talking about, you know, their kids and stuff. And so I think what it was actually, it was about video games. And, um, at that time, you know, I was a gamer, meaning that, uh, I mean, I had Atari 2600, but I only got as far as the NES, you know, so my favorite game was Russian attack. So, you know, I remember I'd spent the, played the whole night, you know, winning that game, you know? Yeah. And so someone's, um, someone was talking about their child is just at home playing games, you know, and they had mentioned how they felt comfortable. At least they knew they were home. Yeah. And, and I, and I saw that and, and I heard that and I'm like, huh, but how do they, how would they, you know, interact socially? How does that, how was that going to help build their social skills? Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I just, I'm a, I'm a sucker for sports. I love sports. Yeah. You know, it was a way that built my character, you know, and I, God bless my dad for, you know, instilling that in me when I was very young, you know, that's that's one thing that really was a common bond. And, mm -hmm. and, and then you, I practiced with my dad and then, and then being on a team and then you're, you're working through teamwork, you're doing this together, you're, you're creating a goal. And just that, that, that time together as a team really had such an impact, impact on me. You mm -hmm. know, it's like, Oh, you know, I had so many good friends that, that, um, I had through, uh, 
through baseball in Little League. And um, so I felt that that was a disconnect. Mm -hmm. Video games, which led into kind of social media, was a disconnect. Yeah, you're, you're meeting people at a global level. Yeah. But I don't know about you, but I'd like to interact with you right. face-to-face, mm-hmm. talk to you. Um, that, to me, was the important factor to stay away from social media. And I know that you know I have family in Mexico and up north that they use that for the purpose of getting a hold of anybody. Um, and, I, and I see that as valuable, but at the same time, I can funnel that through my father. You yeah. know, it's just greater communication with my father and say, hey, dad, how's the family in Mexico? How's the family up north? You know, and if they were doing well and things of that nature. And then I've reached out to them, too, on, on certain occasions and have always invited them to come stay uh, with, uh, with April and I. So I extend those invitations to them all, all the time. Yeah, uh, That's where I see that. That's where I saw that as, mm-hmm. as the end of kind of, of uh, being social, mm-hmm. you know, and just being, and I mean, it's, it's awkward enough, you know, sometimes trying to get along with, with friends and with people. Um, but then just to kind of be stuck on your phone, it, it's just, I mean, yeah. I, I felt that it was, I think it's kind of rude. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, and it's crazy because you didn't fall into that pressure of not having, no, not having it. Cause that's been, it's been out for many years, you know, social media. If you go back to like, think about my, my space and then, and then it was a Facebook and then the Twitter. I don't even have a Twitter, but yeah. the reason why I started my Facebook on again, because I started podcasting and I knew that I needed to put the show out there. So. Of course. <clears throat> but the reason why I started podcasting was for the same reasons that you just said it right now. Like there's no more interaction like this, no more conversations. Like let's just talk. I know there's a camera there, but, mm. but I, I just try not to see it and think about it so much. But sometimes you get into the conversation and you forget. Right. Where you you're recording for two hours, you know, right. and it's happened already. Mm-hmm. But uh, because we don't have these conversations anymore, even if you go to a party, like a family gathering, you're gonna see half the parties on their phone, right? Or if not, they're taking, they're trying to get that video or that photo so that they can upload it to their Facebook and right. and put it out there so that the same people were at that party are liking and liking 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 and commenting right. on that video. Where it just kind of just, it seems almost redundant. You know, and, and it's interesting, too, that you bring that up. You know, um, you know, for me, I, I like things more private. And what I mean by that is you mentioned a social gathering. So, like, I know that for me, I'd rather have it more intimate. And I mean that in a sense that I like to have it with my intimate, close friends. Sure, I'd love to share, you know, a birthday party, a monumental birthday party uh, with everybody that I could, but it loses its, um, I don't get the opportunity to speak with the persons that I really care about Mm -hmm. as long as I get to, right? Mm -hmm. It's, I have to be, Hey, I invited you. Hey, great. How are you doing? Oh, good. Okay. Now let me get back to, you know, you know, talking to my brother. Right. Uh, and it's not that I don't want to be, I don't want to disregard them coming, but I think for me, it's more of, if I have something more intimate, it's I get to spend more time with that with you in that conversation. Yeah. This to me is what's important. I mean, do I like to have be be at a big party or be a bit a uh, big shinding? Sure, you know who doesn't. But I mean, I would much rather prefer a party of ten 
celebrating my birthday or celebrating a certain event than a party of 50. Yeah. You know, um, having to work around the floor, you know what I mean? It's, it's a just, lot of work. It is. It's I, a lot I, of work. I, 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 I totally agree. But yeah. if we could just have somebody, just, you know, if we could just have the party set at a table, you know, and just, you know, uh, share stories and, um, you know, break bread and, mm-hmm. and just have good drinks, good time, good conversation, good music. I mean, that's to me, that's what it's all about. Yeah. That's, that's why I like, you know, like you said, the social media thing and being private on social media, you get to, you post everything that's going on throughout your whole day. So when I do get to see my family, right. I, I, Hey, they, they try to talk to me about, Hey, did you see, did you, let me tell you about my daughter's. I already saw it. Yeah. already know you posted it there four times <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know like so when i when when you when you well when you and i are interacting with each other we're talking and you say hey Fira, how are you doing i know that it's coming from a genuine place mm-hmm. i know that you want you really want to know how i'm doing and how my day has gone or how my week has gone mm-hmm. so that's why we'll sit and we'll talk for exactly. hours about it sometimes absolutely so there is some to that where when i see someone on a, a, a facebook friend that says how you doing and then they follow up with the let me tell you about this and this and that or something i know that it wasn't genuine it, you really don't want to know how i'm doing it's right. just like a way of just saying let me it's uh, just it's an just an icebreaker so i can tell you what what i want to tell you exactly <laughs> you know exactly I mean? it, it's just the the way of getting your foot in the door so yeah. to speak but yeah no i it um it, the personal interaction mm-hmm. with what's going on especially now means so much more yeah that that's why i think that's why it's driving me more um stir crazy that i don't have that interaction mm-hmm. with the people that i care about yeah mm-hmm. At, well, i commend you for not having social media and not falling into it that's it's it's hard i mean well for me like i would not be able to not have it right and i think about that dude um if if something was to happen and all this shit just gets wiped away no social media no no cell phones like what are we gonna do you know like i don't have a landline at home mm-hmm. do you right have, oh yeah i don't, yeah, I don't exactly. know if you have one or not but i, I don't have one I uh, I do have a landline because it comes with the, the oh, you got to get package. the bundle. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Um, but you're absolutely right. It's like, um, you know, it goes back to just how we evolve. We will get through, mm-hmm. you know, we'll get through this pandemic. If, if social media is, is taken away, people know how to communicate, right. you know. It's funny, though. I, I don't remember phone numbers, you know, so I'll yeah. be kind of like SOL yeah. there. Um but I'll have to write everything on a napkin Dude, like I did when I've, I did when I was I've here. been thinking about getting all my contacts and just backing them up, and not on a hard drive, backing them up on like a folder. Like yeah. Old, get print them all out and put them on a folder. Yeah. Just yeah. because I'm like, you know, you never know. Like, right now, that's that's my those are my thoughts. Like, what if all this shit gets taken away? Yeah. Like I record all these. I have there, you know, a little over thirty episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't have any of them backed up. Like people say, I should have backed them up. I don't have them backed up because I go, I got YouTube. Mm-hmm. What if YouTube gets taken away? Right. You know. Right. Because uh, they, they have a lot of commercials, a lot of ads where it's starting to get like, uh, people are starting to watch your shit other places. Mm-hmm. You know, I still don't, haven't learned of them yet, but I will. And mm-hmm. I'll probably start watching them there too. Right. Where now, now it's going to start making me think I need to start posting somewhere else. Right. But, you know, I don't know, just, it, it, it's a little, it seems like there's a lot more serious shit that we should be worried about. And, and a lot of times we worry too much about the social media stuff. Exactly. What people think. Yeah. You know. Um, My likes, you know, it, it, like. Uh, like if I if I was to tell you like oh I really like the photo at your house, 
Like it's genuine. I'm telling you, I really like it. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it's watered down now. These likes now are like, hey, I got 78 likes or I got 154 or 450 likes. It's watered down. You know, it, it, it's funny how um, you mentioned likes on the phone. You know, when when someone uses um, their Apple phone, you can select liked. I do that all the time. Right. But on an Android, it it when someone hits like, it has the whole statement that you liked. Oh, so okay. as an Android user, I get the whole thing. Oh, so say, if I, like, so if so I said, Fidel liked the photo that you just sent or something, right, the exactly. comment that you just placed. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it, it's interesting that 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 uh, that's an interesting thing that I get that comment yeah. twice. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's 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 a uh, it's bad. It's laziness. I don't know. Like, what are you gonna I, do about I, it? It's here. It's here. It's yeah. it, it's gonna be here. It's how we evolve. How mm. we how we adapt to it. And I think social media has its, has its benefits just like anything else. Just like the internet. Internet has its benefits. Right. Um, and so it's, it's allowing, you know, this generation, the next generation, just be smart with how they use it and realize that there is, you know, there's a life outside of your phone. Yeah. You know, experience it. Yeah. Open your eye. Was it, uh, Oh, oh shit! I just told this to Vincent. You're gonna miss it. I was watching Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh yeah, and I, I had him watch it with me, and he he yeah. really enjoyed the movie. Um, right, maybe a little too much, where now he's thinking about how he can get away with things. Yeah, around the house, nah. But um, what, what was it? The line that he says, "We should open your eyes a little bit more because you might miss something. You might uh, you might miss life or something like that." Yeah. yeah. So I told him that, and I, and I and I I stopped and I told him like explain to him like look this is why i tell you sometimes like put the phone away or stop asking me for the phone while we're taking a long drive and just look around mm-hmm. you know you're gonna see a lot of cool things you might you know start counting cars i don't know like right it's just little things like that is kind of like what i miss you know yeah because yeah. i we get distracted i mean like we we're saying it, this is like a time to take that break and away from the distractions because we're sur- we're surrounded with with distractions all day long. Right. You a lot less because of the social media, mm-hmm. but I mean most of us are surrounded with uh, with too many distractions, you know. Yeah. And it's a time to kind of slow down and, and continue. Smell the roses. Smell the roses. You know, yeah. uh, there's a lot of beauty out there, and you you get the opportunity to see it because if you keep your head down, you're gonna miss it. Yeah. And I think that was the cornerstone of what Ferris Bueller meant. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of beauty out there, so. Um, get the chance to enjoy it because you never know. There may be a pandemic that yeah. prevents you from doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like you were saying right now, um, keep your head down. It just reminds me of uh, when you're helping us out coaching the boys uh, for baseball, helping them out. Yeah. Uh, it's funny how um, that was a really bad segue, but I'm segueing it anyway. Yeah. Uh, the some of the coaches or some of the parents I see like trying to help out, like they're they're, they're actually trying to help out, and that's great. But sometimes they don't know. And then I was in that place where I didn't know too, but I'm learning as I go. I've learned from you many times. Mm-hmm. I've learned from your brother, Rudy. I've learned from uh, many coaches that I've coached with. Um, but I still see some of them that tell them the same mistakes where keep your head down mm-hmm. when they're hitting. Oh, And yeah. it's like they can't see the ball if their head is down, so how can they right. keep their head down? But I get it. It's the chin down, looking up. But uh, you had said earlier how baseball was so important to you. Uh can you elaborate a little bit more and explain how how important it was for you? Well, um, little league, absolutely. Uh, you know, my father, uh, you know, came from uh, Mexico, and you know, um, you know, he, he met my mom and everything, and you know, 
here I am. <laughs> but um, he was a big sports fan, you know, and as a Mexican, you know, trying to fit in into the community that he was uh, living in now, which was Los Angeles, he, you know, became a Dodgers fan, uh, Raiders, you know, Lakers. But predominantly um, baseball was the main sport that we uh, that we played together. So uh, I can remember from when I was really young, you know, one of my the pictures that I hold uh, dear to my heart was when I was very young. And I'm at the um, we're at Dodger Stadium and we're in the parking lot and we're walking away, I think, from I think it's the left field pavilion and you can see the sign. And so it's just me standing around out there. But that has left an endearing part of a uh, moment in my heart. So that um, led to him, you know, him and I uh, playing catch in the backyard, uh, going to the schoolyard, going to the park, you know, he hitting the ball, he would hit the balls to me or he pitched the balls to me and everything. And so it was just a great moment that we got to share. And so it led into, you know, him putting me in little league, but late in life, when I say late in life, you know, little leaguers, what time, uh, how old? was Vincent when he put him in he was about three and a half or four years old, three and a half, four years old. I didn't start playing until I was in fifth grade. Okay. So, so like 10 or 11 years old. Yeah. So I was late, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't get to play T-ball. I didn't play minors. I went into majors, but, um, you know, thankfully I was okay. You know, I held my own. Yeah. Um, and I just, again, I just met a, a bunch of new friends. I just loved the game. Um, I, I just, the ball, the glove, the bat, just, you know, running around, getting dirty. I just, I loved that whole atmosphere of, of, of baseball. And then it, again, it was just a, a time for my father and I to bond. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we got to go to the games a lot, especially during Fernando Mania. Right. So that was around 81, 82. And one of the moments that really stood out in my mind, uh, was actually a moment that was, uh, captured in one of his documentaries where uh, this young lady ran out into the field oh, against the, kiss, right? the yeah gave yeah. him a kiss during a uh, Giants game when we were there yeah. Oh, yeah so you know that was just the stadium went nuts and um, it was just a great time you know and so it was a kid who was pitching from Mexico my dad was so proud it yeah. was proud to be Mexican it, yeah, was, yeah. it was just great for the community and I felt oh man I'm glad to be Mexican and American and you know this is just building it was just making us closer and so you know it it really just uh developed from there and just wanted to continue to play uh played little league ball uh met some great friends played high school ball um and just I played uh park ball I coached little league when I was in Fontana when I moved out there for uh three seasons um so it was just a passion, yeah. you know, and uh, uh, being able to travel and, and, and go see teams at other parks. You know, it's the same game, mm-hmm. but you're seeing different cities. And um, it was it was quite the experience. Yeah. One which, you know, I, I credit my father for um, really, you know, giving, bestowing on me. And it was it was just it was such a blessing. And I, and I love him for that. And yeah. I'm very grateful for that. Now, when you coach those kids in Little League in, in Fontana, uh, did you have an in or did you just say, hey, can I coach? Can I go to the little? Can I just coach? I, I asked if I can coach. Really? Yeah. I went to one other little league park. Uh, it was Fontana Elks. 
um, Little League. And uh, I went to him and things. I said, hey, you guys need a coach? Sure. It was unfortunate I got to be the Giants, but hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, you don't get to pick those. Huh? Yeah. Uh, so, um, but uh, yeah, the, you know, we, we had a good team. We didn't win a lot. Of, we we didn't win a lot of games, but it was just fun. Again, getting the the kids together, and um, you know, not having any kids of my own, this was a great way to have you know, kind of like the, hey, Coach Paul, you know. That was just, it was so good to hear, you know, and they yeah. look up at you. And um, there was a, one year we had the coaches and coaches, a little softball league game. And so it was just one of my little moments that I had. And the kids, you know, hey, Coach Paul, when are you going to hit a home run? And, yeah. and just luckily I hit one and it was yeah, just, yeah. Like this, yeah. well, I didn't call my shot, <laughs> but uh, getting the opportunity to hit one yeah. was, you know, in front of the kids and they just like, oh, Coach Paul. You know, it's just, yeah. it's just so nice to see the kids That's just cool. look up to you and just, yeah. you know have some fun with that and yeah those again cherish memories yeah those are fun man it's a good feeling when you when they when you have a kid that comes up to you and, and thanks you yeah hey man uh, i just want to thank you for coaching me this year like what the you know mm -hmm. that's cool man that's really it has a big impact yeah. you know and i and 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 that led into my my career you know um wanting to be a trainer of some sort or knowing that when i go into my current role you know, having to work with the new hires as closely as I tried to do it. When I was a supervisor, um, that was one of the things that I always enjoyed to do was giving that opportunity to a new employee to say, hey, if you listen to the direction I'm going to give you and, the, and, and use uh, the tools that I'm going to provide to you to be successful, you're going to use this job as a platform or a springboard to something new within this company. Mm -hmm. And so that's the way I took the ethics of baseball and working as a team to into my professional life yeah. and always wanting to help those. Cause then when they would come back and say, Hey Paul, you know, I couldn't have done this without you. You believed in me and you, you, you know, you gave me some pointers to help me in interviews. Um, it, it just really is, you know, I, I, I hearken all that back mm -hmm. to, uh, baseball. Yeah. Ba baseball really is the greatest sport ever played, huh? I, I would agree. I yeah. would agree. I would agree. Um, and I know um, there are others out there who would say that football is, you know, the best sport. Um, and I don't disagree. I love all sports. Yeah. I, I love all sports. For me, I was too small to play football. Um, I was an asthmatic you know, so I couldn't run. Mm. So baseball was perfect. You know, I could run from base to base. Yeah. Run the, the most I had to run is the outfield, yeah. right? But um, it it, and I couldn't play basketball. Um, but this for me was the kind of the right choice. Yeah, and I really do appreciate it. Yeah. You say that. you say you love all all sports, but your team selection is a little bit questionable sometimes. Right. You're, you're a baseball fan. You like the Blue Jays. Well, no. Okay. So kind of going back to. You know, following what my dad wanted to, mm -hmm. you know, I followed my dad's teams, the Dodgers, Lakers, Raiders, right? But as I got older, um, I mean, I could say that I started following the Blue Jays about like third grade. When I wanted to come into my own, right, have my own team, you know, go out for myself and, you know, this is what I found, um, I followed the Blue Jays. Uh, followed the Bengals mm, still do yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, followed the heat you know so 
now I know these teams and, and I follow them religiously in a sense that I have my Dodgers. They're still the foundation of my baseball passion, right? Mm-hmm. But I also like the Blue Jays. Um, so I, I really do uh, like that idea of interleague because now I've been able to see the Blue Jays play the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And the first time I got to go to Toronto was in 2013, I think it was, when the Blue Jays played in Toronto. So the Dodgers, that, excuse me, the, the Dodgers yeah. played in Toronto. So mm-hmm. that was their first time in Toronto. And I got to go to that one of their games. And so that was quite the experience. Oh, sure. it, it, was, it, was, yeah. it was fun. And, uh, Dodgers won, um, but it was, it was a win-win for you. It was a win-win. <laughs> and, uh, the second time the Dodgers went to Toronto, uh, was during mother's day weekend in 2016. And we went there for the whole weekend. And the Dodgers swept um, the Blue Jays, but I caught my first foul ball. Oh, I yeah. caught my first foul ball. Chase Utley hit the foul ball, hit the foul ball off of R.A. Dickey bare hand. I caught my first foul ball. Nice. One for three in foul yeah. balls. Official yeah. foul balls. Really? Yeah. One one beer, uh, one hand, uh, beer in one hand, and then the didn't the do ball. that. No, it was <laughs> like whoa, you know, I can't believe this is coming. This is actually coming. And then, was yeah. it right to you or did you stretch out and check it from someone else? No, no, I, it came right to me and it hit me on my chest and it just rolled onto my arm oh, and nice. I just, you know, it, I caught it like that. And yeah, uh, yeah uh, this parent behind me with his daughter said, hey, why don't you give it to the little girl? And I go, I would if this wasn't my first one. <laughs> but it is my first one yeah. and I don't want to be a jerk, but yeah. 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 So those were free tickets. Somebody, I was trying to buy tickets for that Saturday game and some guy just saw me and I was in the in the line of the ticket booth and he's like, Hey, I got a pair of tickets. You want to come join me and my fiance? And I said, sure. Why not? They're free and you're on still, the field. And you're still alive. And I'm still <laughs> alive. Yeah. I've been like, oh, I don't know, man. What are you going to do to me? Yeah. You got to come pick them up in my house. I live, yeah. by the, I live by the alley. No, well, it was a good thing. I was at the stadium. So it was yeah. at the ticket booth. So no, uh, I, and I asked you about the team thing because it, like you said, you, you know, you, you follow the Bengals, the heat is because, uh, I was kind of going through that with my son. You know, right now he he like he wanted a, he's nine years old. You know, it was last year when he he was like, oh, I want to follow my own team, and he's still a Dodger fan. But he went from being Forty ers because that's what he was a forty, you know, like his dad, Forty er fan, and then he's like, no, now I want you know, I want to go for the Rams, the LA team. All his buddies are Rams fans, so he wanted to go for the Rams. Then he likes Odell Beckham Jr. because everybody's talking about Odell Beckham Jr. So he wants an Odell Beckham Jr. jersey. So oh, all this crap, right? I say crap. Um, this year, the Niners, you know, right, all Super Bowl, right, and uh, now he now he wants to be a Niner friend again. So I'm like, all right, I had to tell, I had to tell him, look, you can't go one team, the other team, right, just be, and follow the whoever's winning. You gotta select the team. If you really want to go for the Rams, that's fine. It's not like I'm gonna not let him go for the Rams, right? You know, but I said you have to select a team and then this is why like you have to be passionate about the team and, and when they lose you're still there when right. they're when they're winning you're obviously you're there but you're there all the time right from beginning to end so he select you know he told me he's selecting the I'll still watch the Rams then but I'm, my not Niners on my team very good so we'll see we'll see how long that lasts it, it really but, was and, and I think that um you know I was at that age too uh so it was like a third grade yeah he was yeah third grade yeah, yeah. I wanted my own identity you know, I wanted to create my own identity. You know? That's normal then. That's something that I should have. Okay. Yeah. And so 
my dad never, he questions it. He still questions it to this day. <laughs> right. And you're, but you're 47, 46, 48, 40, uh, just 48. turned 48. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, it, but it was my own identity. You know, it was something that, um, you know, back then I was only able to read it from the paper, you know, I only had paper. Oh my gosh. Sounds like so long ago right? <laughs> from teletype. Um, but you know, yeah, I read the paper or I watched, uh, late night sports, you know, when I could and, get you know, the highlights. You was just to get to see oh, just the scoreboard. You just oh. got to see the scoreboard. Yeah. Right. So, um, it was really when I uh, like 80, 85, when, when the blue Jays actually made the playoffs for the first time against the Royals. And they lost because now they were televised because they were televising the whole playoffs. So I got to follow the players a lot more often. And so when they would play the angels, you know, I'd have my dad take me. I mean, I got, I remember the time my dad took me to my first angels, uh, blue Jays game. You know, I mean, he felt so awkward going yeah. to the angel <laughs> game, but he did it for me yeah. and I'll never forget that. And I, and I, again, I appreciate, you know, what my dad did, you know, he didn't have to, but he took me. Yeah. And um, so from there, I had my uncle take me. And then when I could drive, I drove myself or, or uh, my buddy Manuel and I, we would go. So it was a great way because back then uh, we would go for batting practice or I try to get there for batting practice. Mm -hmm. And the jerseys, they only had the numbers. So he and I, we knew the players' names, you know, because the kids were just yelling, hey, one, hey, one, yeah. hey, one, you know. And I'm yelling out, hey, Eddie Zosky, what's going on? And then they look, you're like, yeah, what's up, you know? <laughs> and so it was a great way to get a free ball or something like that. Yeah. Um, but it was, to me, that's how I followed the team, you know. I really got involved uh, so much so now where I've even gotten involved in the farm teams, mm. you know. I, uh, there's an M-I-L-B app. So it's the minor league app through Major League Baseball. And you can select, like, if you like the Dodgers, you can select the whole minor league team of the Dodgers mm. from AAA all the way to so rookie ball. All the different teams that they have. Yeah. Yeah. You have Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Rancho, um, Great Falls, Ogden. Um, and so all those layers of minor league baseball, you get to see the top prospects grow mm -hmm. uh, throughout their minor league career. So... You know, I, I love going to the Quakes games. Quakes games are fun. It's yeah. economical. The traffic is unbearable. Yeah. But when you get there, it's such a fun time. I remember I took the Little League kids uh, from Fontana. We took them to one of the Quakes games. And it was just such a great time. Yeah. Um, and, and, it, and it just brings it closer. Again, it goes back to intimacy. Mm -hmm. It's smaller. Yeah. It's so great. Last year, we went to Vancouver. Uh, for one of my cousin's birth uh, for his 40th birthday. And we got to go, April and I went to a Vancouver uh, game. And that's the Blue Jays, like minor league rookie ball team. Mm -hmm. So again, small little stadium. I won free tickets. Nice. You know, the game was sold out. And yeah. this guy says, Hey, how do you feel about being on TV? I'm all sure I can be on TV. Why not? And he gave me two free tickets. Nice. You know, and then, you know, I got, I was on their jumbo screen and got their best seats and it was, it was just great. So many beautiful stories from a, from a sports fan, specifically baseball perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just have, and those are, those are great moments. Again, going back to my father, allowing me to have my own identity with my teams and not saying, oh, you're, you know, 
what are you doing? You're an idiot and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But he allowed it to grow. He's like, yeah. all right, well, you know, go ahead. You, yeah. know, you like it, but I don't know why. He yeah. questioned it. He still yeah, does. Yeah. But, you know, I still love the Dodgers. I mean, I was fortunate to go to the 2017 Boston um, Dodgers World Series game, mm -hmm. which was the only game that they won, but it was two games in one, yeah. you know. So, again, another cherished moment that I'll never forget. And that mm -hmm. was a, a great moment. And uh, the only game the Dodgers won that game. Yeah, yeah that, that series. Yeah. Um, can you think of a Ronaldo? And, and what's the first player that comes to mind that you saw in the minors? And now is just kicking ass in the majors. Uh, I remember I saw um, Ballinger and Seeger. I remember when they were at the Quakes. Mm -hmm. I saw them at the Quakes yeah. with the Quakes. And, uh, you know, uh, Ballinger is just tearing it up. Seeger you know, had a rough year last year. but Anyone that you particularly followed, like you were following their career since then? Um, not necessarily. I think um, through, the, through the website, uh, I think MLB does a good job of of highlighting the top, uh, every organization's top 30 prospects. Mm -hmm. So from there, you just see one through, um, one through 30 and you, and from there you just say, okay, I'll keep an eye on this kid. Uh, the one that Toronto, um, just came up, uh, that three of the kids that came up were Vlad Guerrero Jr. Of course, uh, Bo Bichette and uh, Kevin Biggio. Mm -hmm. So last year was their rookie year. Um, this year was going to be that, you know, do they have that sophomore slump or do they put it all together? Um, but that's one of the great things that, um, I get to see the, see those kids come up and see what's going on and the eventual, you know, pick that, you know, the number one pick Steven Strasburg, for example, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so for me, that's the, that's the nerd side of me. Well, I'm, 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 I'm a nerd all over, but, yeah. but if I were to get into social media, so to speak, or just, you know, going to my apps, that's the two apps that I'll look at religiously is the ML. MIL, the minor league baseball app and uh, the, the MLB app. Mm -hmm. um, you, you said you had mentioned earlier about the importance of, uh, of LA Mexican, the Mexican culture, being Mexican American, following the Dodgers during the, the Nando mania. Um, there's another thing that's very, that comes close to that uh, being Mexican American in LA is Morrissey. Mm. So what's the connection with being a Chicano and liking Morrissey, I don't see. I don't see it. Maybe you know. I don't. I was never a fan. Um, but what, what's the connection with those two? Well, for from what I understand, was that you know Morrissey himself, his parents were immigrants, um, and they came to England, and so uh, he he uses that as his fuel to ignite the the Mexican culture, you know, and I think. For me, from my understanding, that's where it stems from. Mm -hmm. You know, we're immigrants. We're coming here. We want to be accepted. Um, and so uh, he he feels that. And uh, also the awkwardness, you know, of being a teenager, being an outcast. Um, his lyrics uh, speak plenty to that. And so I've always felt that I, in some way, was some type of outcast, you know. I wasn't Mr. Popular. I, I know you, you can't see that, but I mean, you know, um, but you know, in high school, I always viewed myself as an outcast. I had glasses, so I was always picked on and now they're like super trendy to have glasses now, yeah. you know, the irony. Um, but, um, to me, that's where it resonated. Um, but you know, 
with with Morrissey, he started out with the Smiths, and I really didn't get involved with the Smiths too much as I got involved with his solo work. So once he left the Smiths, again, my my, my buddy Manuel, he, you know, he he introduced Morrissey to myself, and and so then the music was speaking to me. You know, I liked his sound, and then later I got involved with his words and what he had to say. And so he was touring a lot more than all the other bands that I really enjoyed. So I said, why not? You know, let, let's go see. Um, let's go see him. And so Manuel was always up for going to his shows. Mm-hmm. So I'd tag along and lo and behold, you know, it, it's just this, this community that just is there at the show is just unbelievable. Yeah. And and seeing the love for this person, uh, it, it's just amazing because of what he has to say, and the the music that that you know is behind the, the his lyrics it is truly you know poetry. And and of course, I have to admit, you know, having some adult beverages and singing along, it, it just it it feels good. You know, yeah. there's this, this good positive energy. And who doesn't want to be around in that? You know? Right. Yeah. And, and so for me, that's what it really was. And, and I have to admit, uh, uh, the most beautiful women love Morrissey. I, I have to admit <laughs> that, you know, yeah. and I can't, uh, I can't put that down at, you know, at every Morrissey show or a convention, there's just a lot of beautiful women. And my goodness, yeah. you know, God bless them. <laughs> it, yeah. It, it sounds like, a, like it's the, the Vicente Fernandez of yes of of that of that of that genre mm-hmm. I guess right yeah absolutely so yeah, yeah how, he's how been compared to that yeah idolized he is that's cool I never saw the connection I know now I know it's like okay so the the immigrant thing the music the lyrics right so that's how you guys connect but uh, you've taken it to another little extreme where now you're a uh, not a cover band but now you now you do the karaoke's with Morrissey now I put you to that one uh, the Eastside Love Bar right and they have a Morrissey Oki night and you do you do it almost every I was doing it for every month for a while yes yeah. absolutely that that is absolutely right you introduced me to Morrissey Oki at Eastside Love and which we have not gone no we still haven't right. but we will yeah once this thing's all over absolutely <laughs> um, but uh, we went I went with my um, my cousin who is a big uh, Smiths fan and uh, he's a musician and uh, so we went and had the opportunity and there's nothing more that i have to say about feeling being in a room and not being judged Hmm. and it goes back to kind of like social media yeah right social media you're kind of judged right of course people say something you know whatever you hide behind a screen Mm -hmm. but with the morisioki there's everybody is singing with you. Yeah. You know, you sing in, as one yeah. and that's a beautiful thing, you know? And, and it's funny because the, the young lady who was emceeing it, uh, during the time that I would go often, she would say, you know, you sing along. If you boo, you get kicked out. Now, of course she was jokingly say that, yeah. but nobody was there to boo. You right. know, nobody is there to boo. Everybody. They're all safe to say they're all Morrissey fans, right? They're mm-hmm. there because they want to see Morrissey on stage or, Paul Morsey <laughs> <laughs> and, and just be there, be a part of a loving community that just cherishes this man's uh, work. Mm-hmm. You know what he's put together 
since 1983. Um, he just released a new album, uh, uh, I think last week. So, um, you know, he has made such a powerful impact on, on my life. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, he's kind of going on his own deviated right direction, you know, he's being more a little political on these last few albums. But it doesn't take away what he's done in his earlier years, yeah. right? And so that to me is what I what I remember and what I follow and what I cherish. And it is the the community that I enjoy being around. Everybody sings along. You know, you lift your glass and you have a drink and and. And again, just that positive energy that that uh, surrounds hearing his music. Yeah. It's just something to be a part of, and um, something to you know share. And 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 I highly recommend that. You know, like I said, once this, once everything clears down, I'm you know love for you and Italy, and for anybody who wants to go, yes, I love every first Thursday of the new month, Morisioki. Yeah. And so, so how does that work though, real quick with the Eastside Love Bar? You just, you call them up, you send them a, cause you don't have social media, so you can't send them a message mm-hmm. on Instagram. You just call them up and say, Hey, look, can you guys book me for that night? Or do you just walk in? It's like open mic. You just walk in and yeah. like, open mic. Up. You just walk in there and then you sign up. Yeah. They have a, they have a list there who signs up. Oh, cool. And then you, so they have a little perform. stage for you guys. Yeah. They have a little stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A little stage, you go up there and, and you, you, do, you do your song. They allow you to do it live, too, if you have an acoustic guitar. So Michael and I have gone up there and we've performed uh, with an acoustic. Uh, he played the acoustic guitar and I sang. Um, I don't know if I, I would say I sang, but, mm. you know, I you know put my perform. word. Yes. Okay. Perform. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was, it, it's fun. It's electric. How, I, I how much to, time do they give you, or do they give you guys, like, a red light, and you're like, oh, that shit, that, that's all the time I have for you guys tonight, and then you have no, to No, it's off, just a or? song. It's just your song. One song. Yeah. Okay. And you just go up there. But, I mean, depending on if you're going to be there the whole night, you know, you can. Oh, so you, you might hit, you may have uh, three or four songs in you if you're there all night. Yeah. Okay. But what they'll do is they're very good about saying, hey, this person's coming up again. I want to give this to what they call virgins, the first timers oh, who shit. come and uh, want to perform. Yeah. So they give the, them the, the first opportunity. Yeah. So if this is going to be my second or third time, yeah. they will give it to a person who hasn't done it mm. for the first time. Yeah, yeah. So they're very I guess that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I can't complain. They made the trip, right? So yeah. yeah. That's I can't cool. complain. You know, yeah. just go back, have my drink and see what let's sing along with 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 the song that they're going to sing. Yeah. Let me ask you, have you gone have you ever gone back to Eastside Love Bar when it's not a uh Thursday Morsi Oki? No. I've been there by accident. They it was actually a Dia de los No, 4th of July I think it was. And um they had moved it the night before. Okay. And so we we're like, "Oh, okay, well we're going to leave then." <laughs> because it, it is a work night, you yeah. know. It, they do have it on the first Thursday, so it's, you know, typically you know, I feel it that next morning. That recovery time is not there like it used to when, yeah. when I was younger. So definitely, if I can get an opportunity to sleep a little longer, then I'll I'll take that advantage. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So so going going back to uh, the Chicano thing again. I know I keep I don't know why I keep bringing up Chicano thing, but somehow it just comes. May the fourth, right? It's taking a backseat of Cinco de Mayo. But May the fourth, how important is that to you? Is with being a Star Wars fan, um, or you know, is it a big? You're a big fanatic, right? You're it's a I'm a, I'm a fan. I mean, I would say that I, I you when I was young, I was I was I would say I was a bigger fan than than I am now. I mean, I love Star Wars. Um, Star Wars is a big part of my life. Um, but May the Fourth is just again, it's just a day to celebrate. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's a nice little 
um, play on words. You know, yeah. may the fourth be with you. Um, so other than the memes, which you know nothing about because you're not on social media. But people send it. You can still send them to text. Oh, you so, send you, them through so you get memes. On, okay. Yeah. So those are cute. Yeah. Um, or the gifts. Um, those are those are those are nice. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, just you know, um, the movies. I wasn't happy about the last three. Um, but the last three being of the of the Star Wars of the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. But again, it, it's a part of the Star Wars universe. Not a lot of uh, well people of my age who love the original trilogy weren't big fans of Episode One, Two, and Three. But I believe they're a part of the movie. They have a story to tell. Yeah. And you knew from the beginning what Episode One was going to lead up to. And so for me, I got to accept it. Were they the best movies? Probably not. But you know, they're a part of the star wars uh genre um so uh may the fourth is just another day it's just a way to wear a star wars shirt or something like that out there and you know wear my star wars vans and say may the fourth to everybody are these newer movies that are that are coming out star wars are they just not as creative as maybe back in 77 to 83 i think was when the those three came out the trilogy uh in my perspective in my uh, uh humble opinion yes they it was to me. It felt like it was just lazy writing. Mm. Um, they were just all rehashes, reboots. Yeah, um, which is sad. Uh, if you have a a subject where my brother and I could talk about that, I think we could spend hours and and having that discussion. But you know, his theory was that there's so much to pull from as far as the Star Wars universe, books wise, comics wise, and um, Disney failed to kind of capture that and just did a lazy reboot lazy writing and that's from my perspective it was just kind of sad there were some good parts yeah few and far between um but it it definitely for me deflated what star wars was when i first saw it so how much of that do you think is is uh the uh director of george um jj abrams with the last with the last yeah, not having uh so much george oh uh, george lucas right yeah not having him so much involved into it because i know he he was trying to say like well before he sold it he mm-hmm. was like you guys got to keep it to this this and that and disney's like nope we're gonna do our thing yeah uh, um if you go on to the um uh if you go out online and google that stuff or youtube you could see that his stories definitely were out there. Mm-hmm. I could definitely say that, you know, his ideas were definitely different, you know. Um, so even then, that might not have been as successful. Um, but uh, what, yes, him not having uh, any type of uh, creative input had an impact, I think. Um, one um, shining light, I think that's really kind of, um, saving Star Wars right now is Mandalorian. Mm. The Mandalorian on Disney Plus is um, uh, kind of takes it takes it back to what Star Wars is. It influ- it shows a little bit of new, shows a little bit of old. It's a real good combination. Yeah. Um, uh, Story is off and on sometimes, but um, but at least aesthetically, it 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 looks Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So safe to say that you don't have any collectibles of the new stuff only the old stuff oh right absolutely yes all my all my all my all my uh, gems are from original star wars yeah. Yeah, yeah not very much any new stuff other than um other than um the funko pops yeah. but that's about it 
How long are you going to hang on to that stuff for? You know, the intention was to to pass it down to uh, my children, but, you know. So 47, no, no children, huh? Not that I know of. No, not that you know. Right. But no plans on it. You uh, no, no, you know, that's. Have you guys, am I, am I uh, stepping over any boundaries? No, it's, it's just, you know, I think that for myself right now, um, it, I, I really got to focus on me. Mm. I think even at, at 48, I'm, I'm selfish, Yeah, you know, and I don't know if I'm ready to really give to a child that deserves it. You know, I'm saying yeah. that if I'm going to have a child, he's going to be my everything yeah. right now. He should be your yeah, everything. They, they yeah. will. Yeah. They will be my everything, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not at that moment right now. Yeah. It's odd, but no, there's nothing wrong. I don't. I mean, I think that's a smart move. You know, like you're not. You're 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 saying you're a little selfish. You want. You still want to fix you or whatever it is you want more of you. And you know, because a kid does. They they take your. They they take everything. They yeah. take your time. They take your. They take your life. You can. No, oh, you can still do your thing. I mean, I'm I'm podcasting. You know right. what I mean? Like, but I got the help of my wife, that's able to help me out with that. But what I'm saying, what I what I mean by that is, uh, yeah, you you every move you make is for them. Right, you know, Absolutely. you don't you don't really do anything for yourself. You got to take that selfish part away, yeah. which is hard for me too because I was very selfish and I still am. Mm-hmm. I still am a little selfish, and it's okay, I think, to be selfish. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's uh, there's anything wrong with that, but um, but no, that's that's uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever asked you that. Yeah, no, no. it's not very much. I don't. I forget that you're a lot older than me. Not <laughs> <laughs> only ten years old. Right. Not a lot, right. right? But I do forget. You know, because you don't seem like you're, you know, um, you know, I, I and I think it's, um, you know, I appreciate living the life through other people's children, so to speak. And um, kind of going back to Little League, you know, that's why I participated in Little League uh, in 92. You know, I didn't have any kids, um, but I wanted to be a part. I wanted that connection of baseball. I still wanted to play, mm-hmm. you know, but I wanted to coach. Um, a lot of, um, well, if you go through that baseball world, it, it said those who couldn't play coach. Yeah. Right. You know? And so I couldn't play. I figured I'd coach. And so it was a great way to stay connected, get involved in the community. Um, so I appreciated that. And so when you, when, um, Vincent was playing little league and, I saw you guys and I was like, hey, you know what? I'd like to come see your guys' game. Yeah. And the, the winter ball was amazing. Um, and just seeing your team's growth through that season was it, – it just – my heart just gets big. It's like, oh, man, I want to I wanna get back. I want to get – I want to do this again. And, yeah. and let, allowing me that opportunity to, 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 you know, share with your kids was, again, just a fun moment, a fun morning, and it was – I'd love to do it again, but it was so odd. Like every time there was a weekend that would come up, the the weather would change. You yeah. know, I was like, ah, oh, dang. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I I really look forward to having that opportunity. And all of a sudden, the spring ball came up. I'm like, what? Yeah. The spring ball come yeah, around. Yeah. You know, it's like, man, that was quick, yeah. like the blink of an eye. Yep. But uh, well, I think now with uh, with little league not wanting us to do any kind of uh, no more than no more than groups of ten or whatever, or right. having unofficial practices, right. We may be able to squeeze something out if we can get, bring at least five or six kids around, you know, and yeah, I'm have, them, have them work out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but it. you guys didn't hear that here. No. Safe. Safe wise. Got to yeah. be safe. Uh, six feet apart. Mm. Baseball's perfect. Yeah, exactly. Right. 
No, you know what? I think I I, I was I was asking you that probably because uh did did you ever have you ever seen like a therapist or anything like that? Like as far as what like your parents divorcing? No, I'm trying to make the connection. Like if because I know how a lot I've talked to a lot of people where they say like my parents divorced and it just I don't want to get married. I don't want to do this because right. and then and all has to do in therapy. They just throw that in you. Where <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. I don't think. I think it, when when you plant that seed, it starts mm-hmm. to grow. So I don't think. I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I think that has something to do with it. Obviously, yeah. you know, um, my parents, you know, did divorce. They separated. Um, it wasn't a very loving relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they had their moments, you know, um, but I, yeah, it, it, had, it had an effect on me greatly, yeah. you know, on my relationships, and. Um, it had it had my effect on me on having my relationships. Um, I know that um, I just didn't want to. I just wasn't sure at that time, or you know, as I got older, like, is this what a relationship is supposed to be? Mm. You know, um, because I wasn't seeing it. Yeah, it was very fractured, so it did have a big impact on me. But I do know that there was a there was a time when um, I was I. I did propose to someone um, like in 94, 95, and it, you know, she broke it off about a month later. And that was hard for me. Yeah. I had a, a, that had a very big impact. That yeah. had a very big impact on me because I felt at that point, I, you know, going through what I did through my parents, I felt that I was ready to really, I, you know, I found the one because yeah. you know, every time I talked to somebody, how did you know? You just, I just knew. You just and, knew. And I, and I found that's what you, that's the feeling that you had. I had that. I found that. And, and when she said yes, initially, and then a month later she said no, it, it, that also had an impact. And that's when it was dark. I went dark and, um, I, I had to prove something to myself and my self-worth, but for all the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And so that's where really the the selfishness for me really just started. And I just said, you know what? That's just going to be about me. I don't Mm -hmm. care about anybody else. Yeah. So that's, that's where it started Mm -hmm. for me. Well, you should, you should definitely start looking, obviously it, whatever, not every relationship is going to work. Oh, right. So, you know, with your parents didn't work out, maybe, you know, if, if that had such a big influence, you start looking at your, your friends around you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, your relatives, seeing how well their relationship works. Because every re- it's different. You have to defer sometimes. Right. And sometimes your the personalities. I, I met your mom very short time, you know, she 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 left us early. Um and your dad, very strong attitudes, man. Yeah. They both alpha dogs. Yeah. You know, two alpha dogs can't get along sometimes <laughs> yeah. all the time. You know, one of them has to defer. Right. You know, making you the beta. Right, so, right. so uh, sometimes in relationships you have to defer, and then maybe not always, maybe sometimes on certain things. Right. You know, right. and that's kind of how. I mean, I don't want to make this a, a counseling session, oh. but I'm just putting it out there as far as like, you just gotta work together sometimes, and you know. Well, now I've met a, a really great gal, um, and we live together. Um, shout out to April, um, and so it is. It is learning that you know what it's like living with someone. Mm-hmm. We've, been living together now for going on uh, going on two years so it it really is just going through the ups and down the ebbs and flows of the relationship um and so it's just figuring it out but 
I like to figure it out together. Yeah. You know? Oh and, yeah. As and, you should. And, and, you know, something again, going back to, again, speaking from the sports perspective, it is, it's teamwork. Mm -hmm. right? right. And so, um, it really is. And we're just, that's, that's the dynamic that we're working through is making sure that we work through, um, as a team mm -hmm. and that I remove the selfishness from myself to help her when she needs it. And, and so I, I again, I still have a battle with that. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's my, it's my doing. And, um, it, 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 it's, uh, each day I figure if I could, if I could recognize that, but I got to recognize it when it's happening as mm. opposed to after the fact, yeah. then the progression will, will say, uh, will, will definitely, um, make it, make it a, uh, a harmonious mm -hmm. relationship in my eyes. And there's nothing wrong with, with, uh, with, uh, realizing that a little late and still going back to it and revisiting. There's nothing wrong with that right. either. You know, so don't let that, uh, uh, influence your, your, your next move, yeah. you know, cause it is chess. <laughs> Marriage is chess. Well, I'm playing checkers. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then going back to what you said earlier too, uh, you said, uh, what some people say like, uh, Oh, when I first when I first met her, man, it was love at first sight, or I just knew it was the one. That's not, that's not true. Mm. No, that's not true, right? Well, that's, at least everybody that I talk to, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true because you, it, it, it takes work. It's you got to put in the work. You gotta you gotta see what works for you guys. What you know, it's a, it's trial and error, you right. know, and then that's what's gonna work out for you guys. It's and when I say defer, I don't mean to say like like yes sir, you know, it's right, not right. like that. No, it's no, just right. in in a when you're debating about something. And and some something that uh, a solution has to come out of it. Right. Someone's gonna have to defer. Right. You know, and you know, if it's the same person over and over and over, okay, well then, someone's cheating. Right. You know what I mean? Let's right. make some. You know, I don't know. Whatever. I just stupid analogies, but no, it, it, it you're right because the the relationship is if it's heavy sided or one sided, um, from what I've seen, uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, Lifetime shows. You know, because that's what she likes to watch. Yeah. You know, and we have a lot kinda, more time now, right? <laughs> and, you know, it can definitely go sideways really quick. Yeah. So, um, I definitely am aware of it, and it it really is just you know, it's not going to be like that. You know, no. it, it's never this is it. This works. We've got this. It's it is just putting in the work, putting yeah. in the effort. You know, rolling up the sleeves and saying, okay, today's going to be a better day, or you know what. Yeah, I got this or, you know, I'll help you yeah. with anything that you need and and uh, make that a priority. Yeah. And so, yeah, every day that uh, I get uh, I, I see that uh, for us, it is an opportunity really to to help our relationship grow because that's what ultimately that's what I wanted to do. I wanted mm. to continue to grow. I wanted to flourish. Yeah, I like that. And, and I've seen it dude, because uh I have, you know, like just seeing you and the way you are and the way you act with her, like I see it, you know, like, and we're, we're super proud. Like, you know, I don't know. It sounds, <laughs> it sounds weird and mushy, but no, we are. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it was a, you know, kind of going, I back. mean, just making the first, the, the big step of moving in together. That's a big step. You oh know, yeah. You and your brother had shared that, that time. That was your guys' time for a while because like I was, well, what I had, you know, you guys had split up for a while, like as far as living together. Yeah. He was raised by, by his uh, father. Right, more a little bit more later in his life, and then you were raised with your mom. Right, so um, you're right. Yeah, um, when when my parents were, you know, kind of going through their separation, uh, especially in high school, um, my my mom 
lived with me my or lived with us my freshman and sophomore year she moved out my dad our dad moved in um junior and senior year um and so once i graduated my dad gave me uh you know ultimatum a ultimatum he's all you know you can come stay with me we'll stay in rosemary but if you choose to move to fontana live with your mom i'm taking rudy and we're gonna live in west covina and so you know my father is you know very hard-headed oh, yeah. and um i think we shared the same type of personality and then again i was 18 yeah. you know just being a rebel yeah you know trying to just do everything against my father at that time yeah um i i said you know what? i was gonna live with mom and so he he took rudy and lived west covina and you know i lived in fontana so that's that's one of the first life choices that i had to make yeah you know? That was the first time that you guys were apart, right? You and your brother. Rudy and I, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. How long did you guys uh, were apart for? Like, what, five years? Let's see. Uh, 90, 90, let's uh, see, so moved out in 90, and then... Almost 10 years there. Yeah, because when he offered, when he invited me to move in with him, that was in 2000 or 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, so going back, you guys were there for so 2001, almost 20 years together, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, you guys went from that apartment to the house, or, yeah, apartment yeah. to house. Yeah. We were we were a married couple. Absolutely. You guys were a married couple? We were a married yeah. couple, yeah. I remember going to the apartment, man. You guys had a bucket of sunflower seeds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. It was a cool uh, Club 542, man. I loved, uh, I loved that Covina apartment. It was such an older apartment, yeah. but it had so much space. Yeah. It was great. I loved the balcony, yeah. the living room, the kitchen. Uh, everything about that uh, um, that place, I, I really, really enjoyed. You, you wouldn't think that it would hold so many people, and yet it yeah. did. It holds a lot more people than my current place that I live in right now. That's for sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then and then we we moved to our place in two thousand eight, and um, you know our first home together. Um, but same thing, that relationship really, be, and I say that it became um, kind of like a marriage because. Uh, there were times when Rudy and I didn't speak, mm. you know, he would go up to his room. I would say in the living room, you know, we wouldn't sit and talk with each other because we were all doing kind of our things. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we would get into it too over softball, yeah. you know? Um, and so it was, it was again, that relationship that I'm trying to build. And so once, once he got the opportunity to move to Escondido, you know, fortunately, I had April as my partner. We were um, talking about already getting a, a place prior to that. This just accelerated it. Yeah. And we got the place in Almani. And so that time away now from Rudy has, you know, I think has strengthened our relationship because now it's like a genuine, like, oh, I miss you, Rudy. Yeah. You know, how's, how's everything going? You know, you and Sarah and everything. So, um, you know, I look forward to those conversations or those text messages, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, Oh, okay, good. You know? Nice. So yeah, I think it's been a good, it's been a good separation. Yeah. The social distancing is working over there too. Right. right. <laughs> Very strong. Yeah. No, that's cool, man. No, I, I, I think, uh, we're all growing up, dude. Every, every, every year it's a new year. It's new things are, you know, new developments and stuff. So we grow up and we, we, we adjust and we, we develop, and we evolve, mm -hmm. right. We evolve. So, just a good it's just as long as we're doing it the positive way you know and and learn from our mistakes absolutely yeah you know? yeah you know and be humble yeah i think yeah. you def for me it's i have to be humble when when someone is talking to me uh, or sharing something with me for a reason it's obviously to help help me 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and not to, and get pride out of the way and say, you know what, this is, this is to help me and make me a better person. So I always appreciate feedback. I always appreciate, you know, friends and family, you mm-hmm. know, sharing their insights because that's important. You know, I locked that away um, in my memory bank and know that, you know, Hey, this is good. This is going to help me out. And yeah. if, if I can help someone out, I'm definitely going to want to um, share that with them. And if they, if they take it and great, if they don't, well, you know, that's okay too. You know, yeah. all right with that. But I, I definitely know it's coming from a caring place. Yeah. This is a perfect opportunity for all of us to check ourselves and get a little humbled just in these next few weeks. Yeah. Coming ahead, you know, with, with the not having our sports and not having all that entertainment that we're used to the social gatherings of going to clubs and restaurants it's definitely going to humble us. Yeah, it it really is. I think for me, it's, you know, it is appreciating these again, moments. Mm -hmm. These moments are important because you don't know, um, what's going to happen the next day. Things happen so fast, you know, where is this all going to take us? But we'll get out of it. I mean, this is, we're going to see the light. We're going to, we're going to get through this and we're going to look back at this and, and hopefully learn from it. You know, I I think that, um, this, this pandemic, this time in our lives is only going to make us better. It's going to make us stronger. The, you know, I don't want to get political or anything, but, um, there was division taking place leading into this year. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been, been a lot of, uh, you know, division within these last three years that, you know, ho- hopefully uh, this, the communities will get us together. Yeah. Because I don't think 45 knows what the hell he's doing. Yeah. And so the communities have to come together and help each other out. And, and you know, love thy neighbor. You know, you have to kind of, if you're not religious, you know, but just look at that. And that's what all religions are about is helping each other, being morally mm-hmm. a good person. And, and helping families, helping communities, doing whatever it is that you can, you know. And if, and if it's staying home, then it's staying home, yeah. you know. You don't think about it, well, she doesn't want to come see me. Well, you know, don't think of it that way. Think of it as, you know what, we're yeah. kind of in a situation where we kind of have to stay home, right. you know. And God bless my grandfather. He's 96, you know, and I want to go see him, but I know that I, I shouldn't, right? you know. And I call him, you know, at least every week to see how he's doing and He's hanging in there. So yeah. that's good. He's been in his own self quarantine for like the last couple of years. Yeah. But, you know, but God bless him. He's still. Is he still alone or is, he, is Steve over there with him? No, he's, he's still alone. alone. Yeah. Damn. But he's doing well. That's good. He's, he's doing well. Yeah, so he's self quarantined. He's on his own personal lockdown. So he's good. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. And he, well, you had said 45. I really believe for, we're going to have 45 for another four years. So we do have to evolve. With the times okay. and, and with them, you I know, because I, I, I really, I strongly believe that's going to happen. So for four more years, we'll have 45, it'll be 46 now, but I just, that's just what I feel. Uh, um, yeah, that's a, that's definitely a, a touchy subject. Yeah. You know, if, if you want to. I mean, we're not, we don't have to go there here right now in this podcast, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, I mean, I want to thank you for coming on and talking with me and, and, and having this conversation because it's been a while it was yeah. overdue yeah, yeah well definitely. overdue so thanks for coming out especially in this time when we're supposed to be at homes well in our I, homes. I appreciate you reaching out and giving me the opportunity to to share 
a little bit about myself yeah. with you and, and with your podcast. I really do appreciate that. Um, but uh, I'm very grateful uh, for the opportunity, and I think you're doing a great thing. I think it's therapeutic. Thanks. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that as we go through these times and we do reach out and connect, I think these are the one of the positive things about social media that people need because once we shut everything down, that's when we know shit's getting real. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit's going to get real. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks a lot. Again, this is Fidel. That's Paul. This is Talking Again Podcast, The Tap, and we are tapping out for tapping tonight. Tapping out. We'll right. tap out with our knuckles. knuckles. Oh, elbows. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another episode of Talking Again Podcast is in the books. Please don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you can stay up to date. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your friends and family so you can share the experience. Now, it's time to close out the tap.